Hi, hello, bonjour, namaste. This is Out of the Clouds, a podcast at the crossroads between business and mindfulness. And I'm your host, Anne Mulatala. Hey everyone. So for those of you who follow me regularly, I've taken an extended break over the summer, which was actually not planned. <laughs> I had three wonderful interviews in my back pocket that I was getting myself ready to, to publish. And I don't know what happened. I think that I was in need of a proper work break. However, I am delighted to be back. And this first episode to ease you back into um, September is an audio adaptation of a blog post I published a few days ago. I am often very inspired by my reading. And in this case, I had been really enjoying the book Your Music and Your People by Derek Sivers, previously CEO of CD Baby, author, also podcaster, as it turns out. A few of his posts really inspired me and they talk about marketing, they talk about people, consideration, kindness, generosity, and a lot, of course, about creativity. So I hope that you'll enjoy my musings and look out for wonderful interviews coming up next with Dr. Tim Lomas, Yancy Strickler, and Andrew Barry. All right, enjoy. This is a test. Quote, If you're not happy with the way things are, don't just complain. Go make things how they should be. Derek Sivers When opening my mailbox, I generally smile when I see a package. As I turn the key and open the small red metal door, anything that says I am not a bill makes me happy. And sometimes, though rare, I even get good surprises when I collect my mail. This spring, for example, someone sent me a book and I don't know who the sender was. At the time, I was taking part in a couple of workshops and online courses, so I gathered it was one of the two, akimbo or on deck. Either way, this reminds me that adding a note is a nice touch, so I can thank or credit the surprise or even delight to the right person. Indeed, it matters because I found the book to be amazing. So good that I often read only one or maybe two pages at a time and put it down. That way, I let the words, the ideas, the creativity sink in. I savor it. Good books, good art, or even good messaging does that to me. And as you may know, and as I was reminding you a few weeks back, what happens when we love something is that we tell others about it. So ta-da! <laughs> the book is called Your Music and Your People by Derek Sivers. The author, in case you've never heard of him, is an eclectic multi-hyphenate, a former musician, I say former, I mean, I may be wrong, who's best known for launching an independent music store called CD Baby. Perhaps like me back a few years ago, you've even purchased a couple of records from the pioneering online store. In my case, from memory, my purchase dates back to dial-up modem times. I don't know much about the author and entrepreneur, but upon reading the tome, a collection of his online posts, I did the best thing I could think of. I went online and registered for his newsletter. The email sign-up confirmation came, and a little like the famed marketing emails, 
sent by his earlier company, CD Baby. It was direct, warm, even charming. Moreover, he was prompting an exchange. So I indulged and replied to tell him who I was and, and where I am in the world. Sivers answered me shortly after, which to be clear was both expected, he said he would, but still a touch surprising. I thought to myself, how nice. And that was that. Now back to the book. I loved it because it's about business, but also creativity, kindness, people, art, communication, and consideration. Some of the pieces resonated with me because I know the life lessons or advice he writes about are true. For example, in Get Personal, which I think every young person should read before or after uni, and if you know such a person, please do share, he frames in his own story how he learned that business is personal, conducted by people, with people, and that people want to work with people they like. Simple, true. In my mind, not talked about enough. Some of the posts had me laughing out loud, like this other one called Captain T. You can check it out in the show notes. And when this next one pulled me back to my earlier musings about the importance of testing, I felt a tug. The author called it, This is Only a Test. And let me read it for you here. In America, in the 1970s, they would test the emergency broadcast system on TV with a long beep. And at the end, an announcer would say, this is a test. This is only a test. That phrase is burned into my brain. This is a test. This is only a test. It's very useful to remember when pursuing your career. Everything usually feels so serious. Like if you make one mistake, it'll all end in disaster. But really, everything you do is just a test, an experiment to see what happens. My favorite times in life started with a see what happens approach. Let's see what happens if I run my vocals through my guitar pedals. Let's see what happens if I invite that famous producer to lunch. Let's see what happens if I call that radio station to ask their advice. It's actually impossible to fail if your only mission was to see what happens. This is a test. This is only a test. There is no downside. Try everything. I liked the see what happens approach. Thank you, Derek Sivers. Let's see what happens if I pitch my idea worth spreading to TEDx. Let's see what happens if I email my three favorite writers in the world to interview them on the podcast. Let's see what happens if I launch an online course. Now your turn to fill in the blanks. Seriously. Take a minute, indulge me and Mr. Sivers. Is there anything you've perhaps taken too seriously, preventing you from experimenting? Let's see what happens if... Dot, dot, dot. Go on. <laughs> Let's see what happens if... Dot, dot, dot. Now let me tell you a joke. Do you know how to eat an elephant? No? Really? All right, one bite at a time. FYI, it also works with frogs, unless you're French, then there's a more complex, albeit delicious recipe. 
I love the let's see what happens approach because it reminds me, hopefully you too, that the greatest tasks, the biggest dreams, the funnest projects are all accomplished one baby step at a time. Super coach Martha Beck thinks baby steps are even too big and ambitious, and she advises us to consider taking turtle steps instead. Incidentally, my wonderful friend Yasmin, who regularly made her guest bedroom available to me when I visited her, was the owner of a small turtle, think dessert plate size, called Caroline. She also owned a very small, think dwarf kitten size, yet very scratchy, fierce black cat called Shisha. See the picture of me and Shisha at the end. From observation, you'd be surprised how far and how fast one gets to their goal when they get going, even a turtle. (laughs) And in her case, Caroline's dream goal was the cat's food. The only issue was that once she'd climbed into the bowl, she'd topple over, head first into the dry food, unfortunately incapable of getting back out. Laugh out loud funny for those like me who witnessed it. (laughs) But I digress. Sometimes the step is small, a single call or email, but feels huge due to the pressure, the status, or the relationship we have towards that step or the person involved in it. The key behind the title steps. Back in 1999, all those years ago when I was an aspiring singer, I recorded a demo of three songs, which I'd also written and arranged. I had proper baby blues after finishing. I'd look longingly at my achievement thinking, so what? And what next? After asking for signs, and that's a whole other story, there I was under torrential November rain in London, pitching my demo to a bunch of different executives. A small bunch. It didn't go very far. Although I continued singing, if not recording, I made wonderful friends on the music scene, sang my little heart out with really cool people and some scary ones, (laughs) and found a completely unlikely other career. So what happened? I stopped testing. I was petrified. Not only of rejection, but what would happen if I succeeded? So I never went all in. Not once that was about a career. It just became too serious. I became an annoying perfectionist. In that domain, I still am. Eek. And then to close the circle, I reverted back to my younger, shyer self, the one I'd managed to override in the love of music, in the pursuit of my goal. Work wise. So yes, it's all well and good to be passionate about whatever goals we want to reach. And it's great to test. But at some point, we need to go all in. Testing once, only once, is not much of an experiment. One needs not be a scientist to understand that. We need to try again and again and again. I greatly appreciated how Mr. Sivers illustrated this very point in the story called Repeatedly Follow Up to Show You Care, where he tells the true tale of a music publicist who created a system to solve her inbox overwhelm and also helped her automatically sift through projects to surface the very highly motivated ones, the ones who followed up at least three times. She doesn't explain what happens to the ones that followed up too much, by the way, but I'm guessing that she had another ignored inbox for those. So here's your cue. Persist up to three times. Then if no luck, pivot. Adjust the course. Ah, that word pivot. 
so liberally used in business. I still chuckle when I hear it because I have the image of Ross and Rachel and the broken sofa. An image which incidentally doesn't at all help the point I want to make. When I think about the word pivot, I mean to go back to the work or project and see where or how you can better it, update it, refine it, and try again. Persist and adjust. Martha Beck, mentioned above, who leads the Wayfinder Life Coaching Training, which I am currently finishing, describes this as a 1% adjustment to the course, the trajectory. Choosing to pivot is also an act of faith towards our project or our goal. It takes a lot to keep testing or pivoting. Giving up may feel much more appealing in comparison. Persistence is a skill that some of us have in certain areas of our lives and not in others. At least that's true in my life. Persistent at working to become proficient, to gain a creative skill, not persistent at all in trying to sell myself. Not long ago, one of my clients was reflecting upon a group of people she admired a lot. She admired them not for their creative pursuits, rather for their creative output. She saw that as success. We both knew in that moment that doubt is one of the great inferences that stops many of us, creatives or not, in our steps. Doubt that we're not good enough, smart enough, accomplished enough, good-looking enough, strong enough, etc., etc. And as I considered the words I heard, what I recognized in these artists she described was persistence. Putting out the work consistently, even if we are riddled with self-doubt, or rather in spite of self-doubt. The writer Annie Lamott calls her inner critical voice K-Fucked Radio. (laughs) That voice that is consistently reminding us that we're not good enough. In calling it a radio, she was also inviting us to consider that there may be modalities to dial the sound down. So here's to the let's see what happens approach. Taking total steps, even when we doubt ourselves. Because when we persist consistently, eventually magic happens. Hey, friends and listeners, thanks again for joining me today. If you'd like to hear more, go to your favorite podcast app and hit the subscribe button. You can leave a review, a comment, anything that you fancy. We just really love to hear from you. And, you know, feel free to share and send this podcast to a friend. It is by far the best way for this show to reach new people. And I really, really appreciate that. So if you want to connect, get in touch with me at Anvi on Twitter or LinkedIn at underscore out of the clouds on Instagram, where you can also find some guided meditations and other daily musings about mindfulness. You can very soon find all about my new project and all new episodes at anvmulatala.com. If you don't know how to spell it, that's fine. It's also in the show notes. Sign up to receive email updates. The site is almost live. So that's it for this episode. Thank you again so much for listening to Out of the Clouds. I hope you'll join us again next time.